Hey friends, I'm Tracy Balderak. I'm an entrepreneur, a local ministry leader, a soon-to-be author, and a business mentor to women also in the online space. I'm also a mom of four tweens and teens. I'm doing all things marriage and running after two crazy boxers. And just like you, I am also in a season of busy. But when I figure out how to weave and apply God's word to my daily life, I can walk into the gift of His abundance and experience the freedom and joy that comes with that gift, and you can too. I want to talk to the woman who is working and hustling and planning and striving. You are the woman who knows the only way that you can continue to pour out to the ones that you love and keep all the balls that you're juggling in the air is to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. So let's jump inside. Let's talk about it. This is the Living Faithfully Fit podcast. I'll see you inside. Hey everybody, it's Tracy Balderak with the Living Faithfully Fit podcast, and this is episode five. And today we are going to talk about something kind of uncomfortable that we probably don't like to talk about ourselves, and that is our weaknesses. We are going to talk about reframing those weaknesses because we all have them and we all know what our weaknesses are. And weaknesses can either hold us back or weaknesses can be translated into opportunities. And so I want to talk about stepping into our strength using our weaknesses as the vehicle. So what do I mean by weakness? Okay, here's what I'm talking about. How many times have we said to ourselves, well, I can't do that because of this. Um, I'm not a morning person, never have been, never will be. Or um, everyone in my family is stubborn. I'm stubborn. My so-and-so is stubborn. My so-and-so is stubborn. We're all stubborn, right? These are mindsets that we have that may very well be weakness. I know. I used to not be a morning person. And there was no way I thought that I was going to want to wake up, right? Also, there have been times where I just know I'm not equipped for something, Um, I know I'm not good at something. And if God is calling you and asking you to do something and your rebuttal is one that is giving an excuse, and if you've been listening to this podcast, I talked a little bit about this in regards to this idea about a podcast. Not only did I not even pray about it, I just kept telling myself I wouldn't be good at it. I was too busy for it. Um, I wasn't going to be able to add it to my list of things to do. Um, I didn't have the technical skills to know how to even set up a microphone. I had all these things that I was telling myself. And that is a very small example. There have been other larger examples in my life where I tell myself, "Mm, I'm not sure if that's what I'm going to do because I am just not good at that, or I am not equipped for that. I'm not made for that. Those are not my giftings. And sometimes that's true. Sometimes there are just things where like, we know if Tracy Baldrack is cooking Thanksgiving dinner, it's going to be mediocre. If Stefan Baldrack is cooking Thanksgiving dinner, it's going to be stupendously delicious. So there are some things that are true. However, when God is calling us to do something, and that is an anointing, and we also do not feel equipped to do what he's calling us to do, That is the weakness 
That is the area that I want to talk about today. And I want to help you with a mindset shift. All right. So let's go into the book of Exodus. And I'm not going to read it, but if you'd like to read it on your own, it's Exodus three and four. And I just want to give you a quick glimpse of this guy named Moses, who is a like biblical hero. But when God first called him to be this person who was going to lead the Israelites out of Egypt, which was a very big task, Moses gave God five reasons as to why he should not be the guy, because he just didn't want to do it at first, right? And he felt like he was ill-equipped. And Moses was an Israelite who was actually raised as an Egyptian because he was put into a basket, put into the river to be rescued since the Israelite baby boys were being murdered. And the Pharaoh's daughter found him and raised him as an Egyptian. And as an adult, he goes back to his roots. And there's a lot of things that I'm leaving out, but you are free to read Exodus. And he is approached by God through this burning bush. And it is in chapters three and four that God says to Moses, I hear my people struggling. Israelites need to be rescued. And you're going to be the person to go talk to Pharaoh and lead my people out of Egypt. And Moses gives these reasons. He does exactly what we do in common day time. If we're asked to do something, if someone asks you to go speak to a group of people, if someone asks you to step up and be the room leader for your kid's classroom, if someone asks you to do something at your church or your community that serves other people, and that puts you out of your comfort zone. And when I say you, I mean us, okay? When we are asked to do things that are a little uncomfortable, the first thing we want to do is say, mm, I don't know. And that's our brain's way of protecting us. That's normal. That's the fight or flight in terms of how our brain is supposed to work. And the same thing happened with Moses. And after God said to him, like, this is what's going to happen and you're going to do it, Moses hesitates and gives five different excuses. And again, you may go read them in Exodus 3 and 4, but a summary of those excuses is he was lacking confidence. He was like, Lord, who am I that I should go bring these people out? Um, and then he says, and what would I say? And then he says, and I can't speak. I'm not very eloquent. And then he says, well, what if people don't believe me if you tell me to say X, Y, and Z? And the last and my favorite is he says, can you please just send someone else? I like, I don't want to do this. And so we are called sometimes to go out and do things that God wants us to do that are part of our, our calling. And if we're not good at it, or we don't have the competence for it, or we don't feel like we are equipped for it, we don't want to do it because that's uncomfortable. And today, what I really want you guys to walk away from this message understanding is that there are three things that we need to remember when we feel nervous, or we feel scared, or we feel ill-equipped, or not ready, okay? The first is that stepping into new strengths requires us to stop worshiping our weaknesses. When we spend time saying, I can't do that because, or it's always been this way, or I'm not able to do X, Y, and Z, 
And I'll go back to the example of I I can't do a podcast. And I started giving myself all the reasons as to why. I actually spent more time focusing on why I couldn't before I even prayed to God to see if this was what he was calling me to do. And when I'm spending more time thinking about my weaknesses or my why I can't do something, that is essentially worshiping my weakness instead of asking God if he is asking me to step into a new strength. And 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. And so we are human. That is a relief sometimes, right? Because we know that we don't have every single strength that we need. Until we are in heaven and have everything we need, we are human and we are going to fall short. And if we had all the strength we needed all the time, there would be absolutely no reason to be dependent on God. So when God fills our weakness with His power, then we are stronger than we could ever be on our own. So if we stop worshiping our weaknesses and we ask God, is this something that you want me to step into to reveal a new strength? Then we can trust that His power is made perfect in our weakness. So we can be glad that we have the weakness so that His power can rest within us and we can move forward. So that's a mindset shift right there. Stop worshiping the weakness and ask God to help you step into the new strength. So that's the first thing. All right, if I were to say three things that I would take with me on a deserted island, one of those three things would hands down be my energize. You guys, this is what I call my go-go juice and I take it two times a day. I take it first thing in the morning right before I'm going to work out because it gives me everything I need to power through. It's got beta alanine in it, which helps my extremities really feel the circulation and have that endurance for my workouts. But most importantly, I mix it with my power greens in the afternoon. So around three o'clock, you will see me running around town, running around my neighborhood at a sporting event, holding what looks to be like mud water, but it is my green tea extract. It's got all the phytonutrients that my body needs to help me stay focused and to give me that boost that I need in the afternoon, which is usually when I'm in my mom job, which is my most important job. It's that clean energy that I can have without sort of crashing like I would with a cup of coffee in the afternoon. I have been doing this religiously for the past several months. I will mix it with my seltzer water, my power greens, and my energize, and it is what carries me through the second half of the day without debilitating me from falling asleep and without dehydrating me. Obviously, there's no artificial colors because I don't drink or eat food dye. There's no artificial sweeteners or preservatives for anything other than clean energy. It is the bomb. You will love it. It's called Energize. The link to how you can get some Energize is in the show notes. Grab it today. You will thank me later. The second thing, when we feel nervous, scared, ill-equipped, not ready, don't want to do it, let's remember number two. We can never be strong if we haven't been through a struggle. God does not waste the struggle. He is always building us. 
even if the situation feels like it may be breaking us. Oh, I think back to this struggle that I had in my career. It's been almost 10 years that I've been in the wellness space. And right around year seven, shortly after I celebrated my seven-year anniversary, probably through year nine. So for two years, I had this struggle that the women closest to me who work with me know. And when the struggle first began, I thought it was going to be probably a month or two. And thank goodness, I did not know it was going to be two years. Sometimes God protects us from knowing the whole picture because I would not have been able to handle that. I would not have been able to handle knowing that what I thought was going to be two or three months was 24. (laughs) Really, it was going to be a long road. But he doesn't waste the struggle. And honestly, if the struggle would not have happened, I would have continued to walk down a path that was not a bad path. It was fine. It was it was a path that was leading to a lot of success. However, I wasn't being stretched and used in a way that God wanted me to use my voice. I was just I was on the path that looked successful and felt successful, and the results were success, but I can't say that I was actually growing, especially in my faith, and I definitely was not using my voice as boldly and courageously as I am today, and that is because the two years of walking through that season, God had to break some chains within me. And Psalm 2 verse 3 says, let's break the chains that hold us back and throw off the ropes that tie us down. Now, with wisdom, I'm 49 years old, so I can look back to a lot of struggles and see that that was sometimes God redirecting a path, helping lead to a new one, teaching me something that I know once it's over, right? If you're younger, you don't have all of that wisdom quite yet. But we can remember that sometimes the struggle is an opportunity to break free from chains that are self-scripted or that are generational chains that are holding us back. And the struggle is an invitation for God to help release us from those chains. I had no idea that I actually was carrying chains. I didn't. I had no idea. Everything was in my mind going great. My career from year one to seven was exciting and it was fun. And I had no idea that there were some chains that had to be pulled off me in order for me to emerge after year nine and struggling through those two years with a new perspective, new wisdom, a downloaded voice, and a new calling from God that just had what my career was going to be. He had it a little bit different than I thought it was going to go. And so I want to help you if you are going through something to just remember that God doesn't waste the struggle. He's always working on our behalf, even when it feels like he's not. And even when it feels like a situation might be breaking us, he is working it for good. He is helping to break the chains that hold us back. We are going to have the ropes that are tying us down thrown off because struggle can be an opportunity to break free from those chains. Number three, when we feel nervous, scared, ill-equipped, or not ready, the third thing that we can remember is that one day we can tell a story 
of what we overcame, and it will be someone else's survival guide to get them through what they are currently going through. Look at Moses. If you read about Moses, especially Exodus 3 and 4, his struggle, especially the way he gives excuses, I love that because it really, he was obviously human, but I really relate to that. I really relate to this leader that God was just beginning to mold. God had called him to something that um, he did not feel equipped for, but God already knew what Moses was going to need in order to accomplish and do the task. And he didn't do it perfectly. Um, He made mistakes along the way because we are human, but God gave him everything that he needed. And here, years and years and years later, Moses's story has been the survival guide to so many. How many Bible studies have gone through the story of Moses and really applied the struggle the excuses, the journey, the leadership to life today. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. And this verse offers hope and perspective, assuring us that even in difficult times, God is working for our good. And our struggle can be part of our story, and our stories can be something that can help other people our children, our grandchildren, our neighbors, or people that are generations away from where we are today. You just never know how God is going to use your story. And so I want to help you. If you are someone that is going through something or you feel like there's this call on your life or you feel like you are an excuse maker and your own narrative of excuses is holding you back, I want to invite you that these three things to remember help you step into that strength. What can we remember? One, stepping into our strength requires us to stop worshiping our weaknesses. Two, we can never be strong if we haven't been through a struggle. And three, one day we can tell a story of what we overcame and it will be someone else's survival guide to get them through what they are currently going through. One of the most popular questions that I get from people on social media is, Tracy, what is it that you do for your personal growth? And trust me, I have a ton of audible books and real hardback books and podcasts that I love to tap into. But what has been working for me for the last nine months has been tapping into my Growth Day app. Growth Day is the world's number one membership. It is Advanced Personal Growth, founded by Brendan Bouchard. If you haven't read any of his books or listened to his podcast, he's incredible. But the Growth Day app is something on my phone. I open up daily. I start off with my daily fire, which is anywhere from seven to 20 minutes of motivation and inspiration that's automatically going to impact my mindset. So my actions for the day reflect growth and not anything opposite. This app also includes classes and courses and challenges and also features some of the top motivational speakers like Mel Robbins and Ed Milet and Trent Shelton. It includes a ton of digital tools for journaling and goal setting and most importantly, 
habit tracking. Our habits influence everything. So you guys, if you are interested in learning more about the Growth Day membership, there is a special membership that you can get through my link in the show notes. I would love to know if you are doing Growth Day with me. I do a ton of mini challenges. I do a ton of virtual challenges with others who are also making their personal growth a priority for 2024. I will include everything below and I would love to grow along with you because as Brendan says, it's always a great day to grow. I hope this shorter podcast today helps you and gives you a couple of things that might get you over the hump. I want to pray for you right now so that you can go about your day and you can be thinking about where God is asking you to use His power to make you strong. Let's pray. Lord, I just want to thank you so much for just the richness in what you promise us. We have struggles all the time, baby struggles, huge struggles. Our life is going to be full of them. And I am so grateful that we don't have to go through those struggles alone. You promised to carry us. You promised to comfort us. You promised to give us wisdom and discernment. You promised to lead us. And your timing is always perfect. So I pray for anyone who is in a situation where they are waiting on you, that you would just give them that patient endurance as they wait for your answer and your call on their life. And I pray that minds would be shifted as they hear some of what your scripture has told us in terms of struggle. Struggle can be so good. Struggle can be life-changing. Struggle can be a redirection on where we are going. And so we thank you, Father, because you have eyes that see the whole perspective. We see just a small little piece of it. So grow our strength, grow our hope, and grow our trust and faith in you, knowing that you are the one that knows all things. You are the one that loves us. You are the one that guides us, and you are the one that is always working for our good. We pray these things in your name. Amen. All right. I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. I can't wait to chat with you. And we are getting close to February. Where is the time going? We will see you next time. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Living Faithfully Fit podcast. If this episode spoke to you today, would you do me a favor and share it? Maybe it's your best friend or your cousin or your mom or your neighbor or your coworker. But when you share it, it gives others a chance to hear what God's message for them may be. You can also really help out the podcast by leaving a review. So again, if this episode spoke to you, or if several episodes have spoken to you, I would love for you to write a review because that helps this podcast spread so that more women can hear the good and true news. And that is that they have this free gift of abundance and that our lives were meant to be walking in the abundance that God gives us. You can always tag me on social media. On Instagram, I am at FaithfullyFitTracy. I would love for you to take a screenshot of your favorite episode and tag me. Or when you share it with a friend, I would love for you to tag me too so that I am able to personally invite your friend to come and listen to all the things that we're talking about here at the Living Faithfully Fit podcast. Thank you so much for your help and your support. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time.